Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. And the regular listener of the program knows we love to get uh, you know best-selling authors on the program. We've got a really special one today. Um, and we like to cover a, a lot of topics. It's a business show, but we're also interested in quality of life and lifestyle. And, and our topic today lends well into that. Uh, really delighted to get to speak with Karen McNeil. She is an Emmy-winning uh, TV host. Time Magazine said she is America's missionary of the vine, uh, which I think I, I, I love that. Um, welcome to the program. So glad to have you on. You are incredibly passionate about wine. As I read through your book, and, and uh, you know, and I, I think the uh, New York Times nailed it when they said you had an encyclopedic knowledge. And I got to tell you, I'm not a wine guy. I mean, I'm not an alcohol person at all. But as I read your book, I spent time looking at your book. I love people who are passionate about what it is they're <laughs> passionate about. And you are really in to this. And you really are a great ambassador uh, for, for wine, just looking at this. Well, thank you, Kevin. Yes, I am. I absolutely adore wine. And, um, and I, I bet a lot of your listeners do, too. Oh, I already know that. That's one more one of the reasons why we invited you on because we've literally asked have had people say, "Hey, we'd like to have see more lifestyle topics," and this was one that came up. So yes, there's no doubt about it, and uh, I think that uh, uh, there's a lot of passion out there when it comes to this. So talk about the the evolution of that passion for you. Yeah, you know, uh, wine is. It's something that you you don't you almost don't have to do anything. You start you start tasting it because it's just delicious and it it makes food taste better and it's fun to do with friends and family. And then something surprising and miraculous happens. You just begin you, to be drawn into it more and more. It becomes intellectually fascinating. Why does this wine taste this way? but that wine tastes that way. And then you start to discover wines from different places. And pretty soon, as people say, you get bitten by the wine bug. And by the way, nobody ever gets unbitten by the wine bug. Once you fall in love with it, it you're sort of head over heels in love with it for the rest of your life. And that's what happened to me. Yes, and you can hear it when you're, when you're talking. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, who you had in mind when you wrote this book. Because when I picked it up, for me, I, I'll give you my bias as someone who, get, again, not well-versed in this area. But I, you know, my, my bias thought was that this is just for people who are totally geeked out on wine. <laughs> you know, these are people who only eat, drink, and breathe it. And they're certainly going to be uh, enjoying this book. But as I read it again as someone who couldn't be more of a novice when it comes to this, uh, I found myself doing exactly what you described, getting more and more drawn in to uh, the topic. And really you write in such a inviting way and uh, that uh, no matter where you are knowledge-wise, you're going to enjoy this book. But talk about your audience. Thank you for Yes. Kevin, thank you for saying that because one of, the, one of the things that readers always tell me is that whether they're a complete novice 
or really a connoisseur, a collector. The Wine Bible has become their indispensable book. And I think the reason for that, one of the reasons, is that as you can see in the book, and I hope your your listeners will eventually see, um, it's just full of side boxes, really fascinating stuff uh, about um, how grapes, I, I don't know, the one that comes to mind is how, you know, the sex life of grapes, like how do grapes procreate? Everything from things like that to um, tango dancing in Argentina and understanding Argentine Malbec through um, by by way of uh, the tango. Uh, the The truth is that wine is part of a larger cultural fabric that anybody can can really find fascinating and like. And I love to fill the book with all of those asides and fascinating ideas that I think appeal to everyone. Yes. Did you have a particular audience in mind? Because, you know, when you think of the word Bible, and, uh, you know, and of course, it, it implies authority, <laughs> obviously, uh, the word itself. Uh, is that what you had in mind? To, to kind of be that, you know, let's stop the debate, let's go see what the, word, <laughs> the wine Bible, Bible says. Uh, was that part of the dimension? Uh, but, you know, again, I was really impressed by how accessible it was to anybody. I, I really thought when I picked it up, I'd be a little daunted because, again, you know, coming out of aptitude. But, you know, uh, I, I, after reading it, I kind of wanted a drink, and in a good way, not because I was frustrated. <laughs> Talk a little bit, real specifically, who you had in mind yeah. when writing it. Well, the person who I always envision when I'm, when I'm writing each of the chapters is a, a person who's about 40, who's very smart, but who knows nothing about wine. That's my, the person that's in my head that is an imaginary uh, person to whom I'm telling the story of wine. But you bring up a really interesting point, Kevin, because the Wine Bible, the title of the Wine Bible, was not my idea. In fact, when the publisher, when Workman Publishing, when Peter Workman said to me, you know, we're going to call this the Wine Bible after he looked at the manuscript and read the manuscript. I said, oh, Peter, don't. I mean, that's, that's like a big statement, right? And he said, well, apparently you didn't read your contract very carefully because the title of the book is considered part of the book's marketing. And you, the author, don't really get a vote in that you get a vote on everything between the covers because you're a, a subject expert but the title of a book is actually a publisher's choice and peter said i i trust you that everything in this book is fantastic and now you have to trust me that it should be called the wine bible and he was right mm -hmm. Yeah, over 800,000 copies sold, right? <laughs> That's phenomenal. You know, the, the thing about it is that there, there's a lot of literature out there, you know, because after I saw your book, I began to look around, and there's a lot of literature out there. What did you see as missing in that literature that made you feel compelled that this book needed to be made? 
Originally, uh, when I wrote the first edition, most of the big books uh, that had been written about wine were written by British authors. And, and that meant two things. One is that British authors are very much more familiar with, uh, with Europe, with geography. And, and we Americans are not nearly as familiar and so reading those big British books, I was often confused. Where are we? Where, where are they talking about? Um, and then secondly, 20 years ago, a lot of books that were written were pretty dry. They were, you know, gray column after gray column of just wine facts. And for me, wine is part of a larger uh, idea. It's part of history and part of what's to come and part of flavor and and part of culture and art and religion and and all of these other ideas that make wine leap off the page and be fascinating. So I wanted to write a book that put all that back in to wine and also that had an American voice which is a little different than, I think, the way um, the great British authors think and write. Yeah, wow, that's fantastic. I, I love that. Fixing uh, the play, beat the clock. You know how that goes. Final thoughts, how do we get the book? By the way, the book is everywhere. Uh, you can get it easily on Amazon, any major bookstore, but if there's a specific place you want to direct to, feel free to do that. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Well, um, the holidays are coming up, and the Wine Bible, uh, a red ribbon, the Wine Bible, and a bottle of wine is just about the easiest holiday gift uh, you could give to someone. So I want to remind everyone about that. And, um, and also, if you're really interested in wine and you love the Wine Bible, you might also like my digital newsletter called Wine Speed. It's, it's free. Uh, there are about 40,000 people who get it every Friday. It comes to your inbox. So if you're interested in a little tidbit of wine every week, just something very short, um, check out Wine Speed. So thank you yep. so much, Kevin. It's just been a pleasure being on with you. Yeah. By the way, I got two copies of your book. Uh, we, my wife and I got two copies of your book for uh, couples we know that are very passionate about wine, and uh, that's what they're getting for Christmas, by the way. So I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you, Karen, so much for being with us. Karen right. McNeil, the author of The Wine Bible, phenomenal book. Even if you're not into wine, you're going to find yourself going, why am I not into wine? Just reading a, a chapter or so. I'm Kevin Price. This is <laughs> The Price of Business.